Welcome to the Go All In podcast. This is your reality check with me, Rob. Well, in the last uh, week or so, I've had a whole bunch of uh, phone calls from some mates in business, some clients. So I've decided to create this video on this podcast, and I've decided to call this one the four stages of pandemic stress in business. So anybody that's a business owner, or somebody that sells products or services to other businesses, uh, you're going to want to tune into this one and you want to listen in closely to it. I've I've had more than 20 calls, honestly. It's been a whole bunch of them. And they're all sorts of businesses, you know, guys that are tradies, uh, people that are selling online. There's all sorts of products and services uh, amongst all of this. And This show is called Your Reality Check with Rob, and this is your reality check. The way that we do business and the way that we're doing business was changing anyway. The way that things are being sold online has has changed radically. In the last 10 years, with the advent of social media, things have changed uh, at an incredible pace, but most people have uh, been able to keep up. But this pandemic is going to change everything, and... I'm not meant to be the bringer of doomsday or apocalyptic news to you, but what I am here to do is to give you a dose of reality because I really believe that things have absolutely changed and they're never going to go back to the way that they were. So today is the 17th of March 2020 and at the time of this recording, we're staring down the barrel of another 6 to 12 months of this pandemic And no one really knows how long it's going to last. It might last for another two years. I certainly think that the hangover of this pandemic is going to last for at least two years. At minimum, we're looking at another three months of confusion, chaos and uncertainty. And the reason that my mates are calling me up is because I've helped them in the past with their digital marketing and their strategies, their tactics, all those sorts of things. But what they're worried about is the massive disruption to their existing business models. So if you've got a business and you've got a product or a service that sells to other businesses and all of that business has dried up because of all of the fear and uncertainty in and around this pandemic, then this video and podcast is going to help you to understand why that happens. So these are the four stages that I see businesses and companies will go through. So it doesn't matter if you're selling products or services to other businesses, or you're one of those receiving businesses, meaning you need to receive inventory, you need to receive products and services, and then offload them to consumers. Before I get into it and share the four stages as I see them with you, I just want to clarify something like, who are you, Rob, to how are you qualified to make these assessments and these judgments? Well, what I can say is I'm, I'm just a dude like you, uh, making my way in the world, but in the process of doing that, I've had more than 15 years of exposure in the digital marketing space, and I've seen it, I've seen it all before. I've never seen a global pandemic, of course, but... I've seen businesses and companies that have been forced into change before, and that's because their market changes rapidly or there's some confusion amongst products or services or there's a supply and demand issue. There's a bunch of reasons why things change quickly, nothing to do with a pandemic, and I've helped businesses through those uh, challenging times before, and, and I know 
that if you don't move quickly and you don't move decisively, that's the most important thing, that you can go out of business and you can go under pretty much overnight. All right, so here's what I've seen happen and what I really believe will happen. So the first stage of this uh, pandemic business stress, however you want to frame it, I can't really think of a proper vernacular around it, but it is business stress related to the pandemic. So the first stage as I see it is panic and disbelief, you know, and I believe that this is when a, a business finally realizes that they're facing massive change and they're facing massive uncertainty. And it doesn't need, as I say, it doesn't need to be a pandemic for that to actually happen. But the fact that we're facing a global health challenge, which is turning into a global financial crisis, the pandemic has a way of amplifying these changes and it has a way of amplifying this fear and panic like nothing that we've ever seen before. I've seen fear and panic in markets before and I've seen that with businesses and I've seen the business stress before, but I've never seen this level of panic and this level of uncertainty. And when businesses find themselves in a place of rapid and uncontrolling change, their reaction, and it's a natural reaction, is to stop everything that they're doing. So anybody that's coming from outside trying to sell these businesses something and not making sales and wondering why, they're like, well, why, why aren't they buying? It's still business as usual. You know, they're still selling products and services. Why aren't they buying my products and services? The answer to that is because of the fear and uncertainty. And it's more around not understanding what's going to happen. So people don't like to commit for an extended period of time and they don't like to commit resources that they might need for a rainy day that's coming because they can see that the rainy day is coming. So the natural reaction of these companies and these businesses is to stop everything that they're doing in order to take an assessment and to take stock of what's actually happening. And this is why my friends are calling me and my clients are calling me, asking me about what they should do from, uh, from a marketing and from a sales and advertising perspective. They're calling me because everybody has stopped buying their products and services and nobody seems to be spending anything, but two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was business as usual. So what happened? Why did it suddenly all dry up? Well, that's because of the fear and uncertainty and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I went up to the shops last night to do a little bit more pandemic preparation just to reload some of the things that we've been using in the pantry here. And you know what, it was uh, quarter quarter to nine in the evening at Woolworths in Carring Bar, the most random place uh, in the world if you're watching this from the other side of the planet, but the shelves were empty. It was pretty ridiculous. And if you think that there's no fear and panic uh, amongst the community and amongst modern society with this pandemic, then just go up to your local supermarket and I can pretty much guarantee you that that will shine a light and a spotlight on all of the fear and anxiety that people are feeling. Stage two of this pandemic business stress that people go through is what they do is they stop and they assess and rationalize and that all happens at the same time. But it's really it's really in two stages. That's what kind of what I kind of divided it. People go, oh my God, something's happening. What do we do? There's a bit of panic. And then, oh my God, disbelief. And then they stop 
and then they assess, take stock of what where they're at, and then they try and rationalise it. And the way that I say that they rationalise it is they they look at their incoming income versus their outgoing expenses. And we've seen this with many corporate businesses, particularly in the aviation industry over the last couple of days. And these businesses are looking to where they can cut costs and rationalize their outgoing expenditure. So how do I send people on leave to use their existing leave? How can, how can we get people uh, to take leave without pay? Who do we need to let go? Unfortunately, some businesses have to do that. It's just a, a fact of life. And it's at this stage in stage two where they're stopping any unnecessary expenditure. And it's at this point that they're actually looking at what they can do to maximize what it is that they have. And this this stage is where I believe most businesses, in Australia anyway, uh, that's where they're up to. I certainly know that in my podcast agency, that's a discretionary spend for most businesses. If they want to get booked on a podcast and go and amplify and share their message with the world, going on a podcast is a great way to do that. But I've seen that business nearly dry up completely for me. And that's because it's completely discretionary. The, the way that you amplify and share your message is not going to change over the next 10 or 15 years. It's not going anywhere. But People recognize that, hey, I don't need to spend money on that right now. What I need to do is I need to look at my balance sheet, see my incomings versus my outgoings, rationalize what I've got, let go of the people that I don't need, send everybody else on leave without pay, and how long can I last? That's the question that these businesses are asking. And that's the uncertainty piece right there because people don't really understand how long it is that they can last because they don't know what's actually going to happen. So as I say, this stage takes a couple of weeks to get there, and I really believe that that's where we're at right now. Once that happens, and I've seen this before, and I've seen this with rapid changes in industry and people having to adapt overnight. I remember when social media first came on the scene, and I've been doing digital marketing long enough to, to have seen that from the evolution of the, from the end of the dot-com boom to the evolution of the iPhone and smartphones, the transition to apps and then into social media. So I've seen that big spectrum of things that have happened in my career. And in stage three, I, I saw a lot of people with social media, things were changing quickly. And there was just a couple of things that you could do. You could be an active user of social media, you could be a participant of social media, or you could be a hater of social media. And 10 years on from when it was kind of invented and really first coming on the scene, people recognize that you can't really be a hater of social media in business. They realize that that's where consumers are and you need to meet consumers on their own turf. And even today, I still encounter businesses that don't have a proper social media marketing strategy. They claim that they've made a transition to digital, but they haven't because they don't have a proper way of generating inbound leads and sales through their social media. And that's that's where you're getting caught out. That's where businesses are getting caught out. And in stage three, I believe what businesses are doing, and that's what's happening now. We're kind of at the end of stage two. We've seen businesses recognize that there's something going on. Something's not right. They're rationalizing their workforces. Now they're waiting to see what the new normal is. Because the normal that we knew before is gone. It's gone, and I'm, and I'm sorry to be the bringer of that news to you. Unfortunately, the way business is conducted is going to change forever as a result of this pandemic. And I'll, at some point, you've got to make a stand about 
what it is that you believe in. And I'm putting it out here publicly on YouTube, on Facebook, and across all of my social media channels and my podcast, everything. And I'm saying, and I'm making a claim that the way the business is conducted will change forever as a result of this pandemic. And the reason I say that is because this is not some market crash. The market hasn't just crashed and then something's gone wrong in the world, a terrorist attack or a war or something like that. This is an extended rolling terrorist attack, extended rolling war that affects all of us. It affects all of us. And if it ended inside of two weeks or three weeks, I wouldn't be saying that this is the new norm, the way business is changing forever, is it's changed. This is going to be with us for the next six to 12 months, at least, at least six months, probably 12 months. And I believe the hangover of it goes for another 12 months after that, maybe even longer. And I don't think that the vast majority of businesses recognize how long this is going to go on for. And they're certainly not planning for it because they don't know how to plan for it because they don't understand what the new normal is. So if you're a business selling to other businesses, products and services in your inventory to help them sell to consumers, what you'll find is these folks are not going to buy the products and services off you because they don't know if there's a demand there from consumers because consumers have stopped spending for the time being. And that will come back. Don't worry, we'll get through this. Consumers will come back into the market. People still need to buy products and services. They want to buy fancy microphones and podcasting equipment and cameras and all the gear that I've got on the table here, but it's just not right now. But it definitely will come back. It's not going anywhere. The way that we conduct ourselves in society is not changing, but the way that consumers acquire these products will change. And that's what's happening here. The way that that's happening is unknown is it, am I still going to be able to sell my microphones and my podcasting gear in a shop or does it all have to go online? I really believe at this point, you need to make a transition to digital. And most people say that they, that they have. Most people say that they've made a transition to digital. But the reality is most people have a hybrid type business where they're selling offline and online. But the new norm is going to be social distancing, at least for the next six to 12 months. That's the reality of it. That's the only way that we're going to stop this pandemic is with social distancing. And if social distancing means me not going out to expose myself to a potential risk, that means that I'm not going to consume by products and services the way that I've done that previously. But I still need products and services. I still need a Sparky. I still need a plumber. I still need um, a bookkeeper and an accountant. I still need all of those things. I just don't need to go and see them. So the way that we do business and conduct business is going to be quite different. One of the things that I'm seeing in stage three, and I've seen it before in times of uncertainty, is there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of questions. And when I bring it back to this actual situation that we find ourselves in with this pandemic, the questions that I've got for you are around, they're, they're around what is it that you're predicting is actually going to happen from the media that you're listening to, from the government, what the government's telling you, from what the prime minister's telling you, the premier's telling you, what you're hearing from your principal at the school where your kids are. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that we're going to go into a lockdown? Is there going to be an enforced quarantine? Will there be a curfew? I was watching the news before this morning and, and in the United States, they're locking them down. I think it was in uh, New York or New Jersey, one of those states there, they were locking them down and talking about operating a curfew from 9pm to 5am. And this is like a freaking Hollywood movie. Who would ever think that that would happen with the National Guard on the street enforcing a curfew? What the hell? I just, the, 
truth is is stranger than fiction. It's I just never envisaged something like that occurring. I read it in a book. I've seen it on a movie, but it's happening in real life. If schools close, what will you do? There was a report leaked yesterday saying that in some parts of the world, in some parts of the US rather, um, some of the schools will be closed for the rest of 2020. Here we are in March, the third month of the year. So there's a whole big portion of the year left to go. And I made a joke with my daughter yesterday saying, ha you're going to have to re- repeat year eight. And she was like, oh, no, please, dad. I said, don't worry. They'll take it all online. It'll be okay. You'll progress through the school year as you need to. But the reality is there's, there's a potential for that to actually happen. And how is that going to affect your business? And it's here in stage three that businesses and human beings as a rule are looking for what the new norm is going to be. If any of that that I just talked about comes to pass, the way that we do business is just not going to go back to the new norm. It's or back to the way it was rather. This is going to be the new norm and we need to work out quickly what it is. The reality check with Rob is that this pandemic it is changing everything. It's changing the way that we do business, it's changing the way that we go to the shops, it's changing the way that we socialise with our friends and our family. And if you doubt it, just go up to your local local supermarket and you'll see the empty shelves. There is, there is a pandemic happening, there is panic buying happening, there is uncertainty and fear in the market. Yesterday in the United States, they reduced interest rates to zero. And in the US market, they believe that, well, you know, you seem to be completely out of control. What are you gonna do now? Go and print money? all the QE back from what was happening in 2008, they don't gonna last very long. The stock market has completely tanked and now we're into bear territory. Yesterday was the biggest stock market crash in Australian history. More than, more than 10 years worth of gains have been wiped out in one week. So the market's got the coronavirus and it's the bubble, or it's the pin rather, that popped the everything bubble. That's the vernacular going around in those circles. And I I happen to agree with it. You might not have exposure to stocks or shares or anything in the United States, but the reality is that affects all of us. The largest economy in the world affects all of us. And life is changing. And the economic impact of this coronavirus is massive. Remember that there's only four things that affect each and every one of us on this planet. One is a nuclear war which we, I hope we never, ever see. The second one is, an, is a damn asteroid strike. If we get hit by a big rock from space, that's going to affect us all. Climate change is the third one. And the fourth thing that touches every single human being on this planet is a pandemic. And right now we're seeing it from just, just so many little idiosyncrasies that you don't think of. You know, the stock market crash is a giant macro version of that where you look say, well, the Dow's gone from 28,000 down to near on 20,000 in just a week. What the hell? Unbelievable, unprecedented market crashes in history. If we fast forward 100 years into the future, the economic students of that time will look back at this and go, whoa, that was a, uh, a rocky ride back in history. The same way we look back at the Great Depression of the 1930s and the pandemic of the 1920s. Or, excuse me, the early 19, uh, 
or the late 1918 pandemic there. The economic impact is going to affect every aspect of our lives and nothing's, nothing's ever going to be the same again. What I can say is someone asked me yesterday, what happened in 1918 after the pandemic? What happened to the economy after it all died down? Well, we've all heard about the roaring 20s. Life returns to normal. Life kind of changes back then and the economy turns around, business is good, everything's Everything seems to be sweet. I have to go and do some more research to find out exactly what that looked like, but you've heard the vernacular, the roaring 20s way back when, and that's as a result of the end of World War I, the end of that global pandemic, and then life getting back to normal. We will get on the other side of this. We will prevail, and humanity is not gonna be wiped out, but the way we conduct business is gonna be radically different. And that's the fourth stage. Once people have overcome the, the panic and the disbelief of stage one, once they've assessed and rationalized where their business is in relation to what it is that they can do to maximize what they've got, and they then move on to looking for the new norm in stage three. And stage four is once businesses understand the new normal, once they, once they get it, once they understand how business is changing and has changed, they will then make a move to capitalize on that new normal. And your challenge as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and as a human being in this world is to adapt to that change and adapt to that new normal faster than your competitors. I call this the enforced transition to digital. It's enforced absolutely enforced. You would think that most businesses have taken the leap into digital properly, but the truth is the vast majority of businesses that I've engaged with over the last 15 years have dilly-dallied, they've dabbled in it, but they've never really dived all in on it. And you really need to go all in, excuse the pun, but I'm going to say you've got to go all in on your transition to digital right now. Now, because the new norm that I know is actually here to stay, at least for the next 12 to 18 months, is social distancing. Which means if you've got a storefront of some description, if you've got a restaurant or a cafe, you need to figure out a way, in a traditional business like that, you need to figure out a way how you can get the damn thing online and keep selling your products and services. Most businesses rely on a combination of digital and traditional type customers and because of social distancing, that's just, it's gone. You, you've, got to, you've got to make some moves now. One of my primary customers that I work with in my podcasting business is speakers. So I, I work a lot with speakers to help them set up their own podcast, to help them get booked on uh, a bunch of different podcasts as well. And it's a really great way for them to practice uh, their message and to amplify their message in a really low cost environment. But if we've canceled all events and we've canceled all types of uh, speaking engagements and seminars and things like that, and there's no more gatherings of more than five people at a time, well then what that says to me, that speaking world, the, the way speakers engage with the world is changing and it's changed and it's not going to go back to the way it was for the next 18 months to two years. It's just, it's just not. All of the event management companies out there that make their living putting events together, bye-bye. It's, really, it's a really sad 
state of affairs. It's really, really unfortunate. Sure, all of that stuff can go online to online summits and make all of that happen. But if you're an event management company, you need to move to make those online summits start happening right now. You need to make your moves right now. Because if you are, are waiting in a state of shock and panic for the next six weeks, the companies that are going to get first mover advantage are going to be so far ahead of you from a technology perspective, from a marketing perspective, from a sales perspective, that you're going to be left behind. And people still want to go to seminars. People will still want to go and turn up and learn those things and buy products and services. None of that is going to go away. Consumers are still going to want to consume and, and they still want to buy products and services. But unless you can move to manipulate your business to an online model like I'm describing, you're going to be left behind and you will absolutely die on the vine. Your, your business will catch the coronavirus and it will die. So you need to move and take some action in the new norm. And right now, the new norm is social distancing. That might not last forever. But right now, for the foreseeable future, it absolutely is. So if you can anticipate what's going on with this social distancing and you can move to capitalize on it, you'll win. And I really believe that you'll make your competition irrelevant because you'll carve out new blue oceans for yourself. And you'll be, you have an opportunity now to become the business, the supplier, the product or the service that can capitalize on it. Take a look around at what's happening in the world right now and who do you think are the businesses and the products and services that are benefiting most from this horrendous pandemic that we're all facing? From an online perspective, I look at companies like Zoom. Imagine how well Zoom are doing. If you don't have a Zoom subscription, now you do. <laughs> that, that's a really good example of them being positioned in the right place at the right time with the right market share to grow their business enormously because of what's going on. I even saw the boss of Zoom came out. He gave a whole bunch of free subscriptions to some schools to help them all out, to make them help them make the transition to learning online. I got a text message from my son before I started recording this video, and he said that, all face-to-face -face lectures at his university will cease and won't go back for a couple of weeks and everything is going online. If you're watching this video, you're an early adopter. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're also an early adopter. And the world, while the world, and again, I don't want to polarize you, yeah? I'm just, I'm just here to give you the reality check. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. It is. That's it. That's the reality of it. This is bad. This is, this is worse than the GFC of 12 years ago. Worse. This is worse than the dot-com bubble bursting. This is the worst of the worst because a pandemic affects every single person on the planet. It doesn't just affect the stock market or people with exposure to the housing market. It affects all of us. And it affects all of us at a level that is unprecedented. If you can recognize what's happening in the market, and I've given you that here in this video that social distancing is the new norm. And there's a bunch of other new norms that are gonna occur as well. There's probably three or four others that I'm not quite convinced on just yet, but social distancing is the new norm. If you can work to capitalize on that, you'll get that first mover advantage and you'll overcome this adversity and you will prevail. Don't, don't stand still, don't be idle. Go left, go right, go straight, but whatever you do, don't stand still, particularly in your business. So I've got a couple of questions for you in this video and on this podcast as you're watching and listening. Whereabouts are you in those four stages uh, along what I'm describing? Are you in panic and disbelief? 
Are you assessing or rationalizing? Are you waiting for the new norm or are you moving to capitalize on the opportunities that are here in front of you? And hand in hand with that question is, where are your customers in, that, in those four stages? If you're dealing with consumers, are they going crazy buying your products and services and you're doing really well as a result of that? Or have they stopped spending? Like on my business, consumers have stopped spending because it's a discretionary spend. So what are you gonna do in that new norm? I need to move really quickly to try and position, to reposition myself. And for me, it's an opportunity like no other. Because if all the speakers have gone, all the speaking events have gone, there's all these speakers here that still want to speak, share and amplify their message. It's an opportunity for me to create online summits, to help them with their podcast, to help them with their YouTube channel. And it's the biggest opportunity I've ever seen since I've kicked off this business a couple of years ago. So for me personally, I'm not worried about my business. What I'm, what I'm doing, I'm in stage four personally. I'm moving to capitalize on that and to get first mover advantage in the market. And I'm not trying to profit from the doom and gloom. I'm trying to be realistic because I need to earn money and I need to eat and I don't want my business to collapse because there's plenty of people that rely on my business for me to pay them wages in order to keep moving forward. So what I need to do as the leader of my business is work out how I can capitalize on that as quickly as humanly possible. So I ask you again, the viewer and the listener, where are you in the four stages and where are your consumers? The people that buy from you, where are they in the four stages? Hand in hand with those questions are, are you making moves to establish yourself in this new norm of social distancing? If you're not, you, you, really, you really need to do that. It's, worth, it's really worthwhile exploring this topic and this subject at length because if you haven't made a proper transition into digital and you've only ever been teetering on the edges of it and you haven't got your campaigns, your ad campaigns bolted down properly and you haven't got your conversion rate optimization on your website bolted down properly so you know if I spend 100 bucks over there, it yields $300 worth of sales over there. If you haven't got your funnels right, haven't got your offer right, you haven't got your audience building right, now is the time to do that. If you haven't got that right, you're in stage four. It means that you need to make moves right now to capitalize on it. In times like these, I really believe people are, are stopping and doing nothing because they're worried about making the wrong decisions. But the reality is there are no wrong decisions. You just need to make a decision to do something. And I would encourage you to do something. And that's something that I'm encouraging you to do is to transition into digital properly. Have you got your Amazon store set up? Have you got your eBay store set up? Have you got your e-com set up and, and dialed in properly on your website? Have you got your traffic strategies dialed in properly there? The worst case scenario that can happen to you is we get on the other side of this pandemic and in 12 months time, business goes back to being what it was. Social distancing ends, the coronavirus dies out and everything's okay, we go back to what we were. And the worst case scenario, you've got your digital strategies dialed in. That'll be a good thing for your business. So in the event that your digital strategies are not dialed in now, you need to get that done as soon as humanly possible. Please, please don't delay, please. Because if you don't figure out how to make the transition here in this time of social distancing, you are going to succumb to the coronavirus. Your business is gonna die on the vine and your opportunities that you're creating for yourself are also going to die on the vine. Don't rely on the government to solve your problems either, yeah? 
The government has billions of dollars in subsidies and help and all sorts of really fantastic things that are out there and absolutely tap into that if you're entitled to it. Tap into it. Don't delay. Get onto that straight away as well. That's a good part of stage two, assessing what you've got, maximizing what you've got. Hey, look, there's some government help. We can get some money over there to send those casual people on some paid leave. So those folks can still pay their bills. You've still got the staff when things return to normal. You're good to go. Make sure you tap into those things. If you haven't tapped into them, make sure you have a look into it and see what you can do. But don't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated because there's millions of people out there that are going to be trying to tap into those same things as well. All right. If all of this doom and gloom is getting you down and it is pretty gloomy stuff, I got to admit, talking about your business dying, talking about a transition to digital. I was talking to somebody yesterday, a really close friend of mine, and she seemed she seemed really upset. When I got on the Zoom call with her, she seemed really upset and I'm pretty relaxed about all of this stuff. I think maybe I've just had a little bit longer to adjust than many other people. As I mentioned on a couple of videos, my pandemic preparations finished about six weeks ago when this thing first kicked off. I, I attempted to anticipate it, which I did. It kicked off and I was good. And I've, I'm so, I'm, I feel like I'm six weeks ahead a lot of, uh, from a lot of other people. Uh, and it was really doom and gloom for her on that call. And when we're talking about the financial apocalypse in the United States, and let's face it, that's exactly what it is. It is a bloodbath and it is financial apocalypse. It's happening here in Australia as well. There's no other vernacular or verbiage that I can use to describe that. I'll, I'll just call it how it is. It's a financial apocalypse. It's a disaster of unprecedented, unprecedented size. It is enormous. And with that, op, with that creates enormous opportunity on the other side of the scale because everything is polarity. There's positive and the negative. There's good and there's bad. There's apocalyptic and unbelievably optimistic. There's both of those things. So my friend was really worried about her exposure and it was all a little bit scary. But the reality is if we come together, if we come together and support each other and work out these ways that we can capitalize on it, we will be okay and we will prevail. This virus is not going to wipe out civilization. It's going to cause massive massive inconvenience and massive hardship. There is absolutely no doubt about it. And nobody's calling that out. I'm calling it out right here on this video now. This is gonna be the, the hardest six to 12 months of your entire life. Nothing is gonna be more difficult than this. In our society, all of us are gonna suffer and we're gonna suffer collectively and we need to come together. And if this doom and gloom is getting you down, one thing that you can do to help yourself is to make some plans. If you make some plans about doing what it is that you can do to take hold of the opportunities and move forward, you'll start to feel better about it all because at least you're doing something about it. You're not just waiting idly on the sidelines for things to return to normal because if you're one of those people, I'm here to tell you that things are never ever going to return to normal. They're not. All right, this video is running a little bit longer than I normally like them to. So if you need a break from all the doom and gloom that I'm talking about here, go make some plans. And my good mate Prash and his wife Snare have created some really awesome guided meditations and some subliminals. If you don't know what a subliminal is, it's like a guided meditation. So you wear it in your headphones. It's like a guided meditation and you can barely hear the person talking. And it has some nice... 
uh, ambient sound on the outside of it, like some waves or uh, forest or sounds like that. So that's what you hear, but the speaking is at such a level you can hardly hear it. And the idea is that it bypasses your conscious mind and you can plug it straight into your subconscious mind. They're really great to listen to as you're falling asleep and just as you're dropping off to sleep in that theta state, um, the messages are going straight into your subconscious mind. And the idea is that you can potentially reprogram yourself listening to subliminals like that. I've tried it. Um, it works incredibly well. And for the people that know me, I'm not into meditation. I don't really like that stuff very much. But those subliminals are really changing. They kind of changed a whole bunch of stuff for me. And the guided meditations that Prash and Snare have put together are really great for helping you to take back a little bit of inner control and stop all of the outer stuff flying thick and fast at you. So if you like that stuff, you want to find out some more, just head over to goallin.com.au forward slash chill. Alrighty, if you've got a question or a comment, just pop it in the comment section below on this YouTube video. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can reach out via the Goalin website. Just go to goalin.com.au and hit on the contact page there and you can send me an email. Make sure you connect via social media when you're over there as well. Um, don't forget to join the Facebook group as well. There's a bunch of like-minded individuals over there going all in on their pandemic preparations and doing what they can to sort themselves out and their business and their families out during these times of uncertainty. All right, now that we've got through these four stages, I need you to pop over to the video over here and check that one out because we've got a whole bunch of information uh, about this pandemic and all the preparations that we can do. And while we're, as we're moving forward, as this unfolds, we'll spot those opportunities. And as we spot them, I'll share them with you. And if you can make some moves quickly and you're decisive, you'll get those first to market mover advantages, which is what I'd love to see for you. So pop over there to that video and I'll see you over there. <laughs>